One of the biggest areas I get asked about all the time is what advice would you give somebody in their 20s? When people talk about their 20s, they talk about how much fun they had, how many mistakes they made, how they fell in love, how they got their heart broken, all these crazy things. And this is wonderful. And it's really how the majority of the world looks at their 20s. It's a time to explore. It's a time to make mistakes, time to fall in love, time to get heartbroken. You know, it's, it's the time to find yourself. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but what I'm about to say is about to go against every single one of those ideals because my advice for your 20s is somewhat extreme. But for me, being successful in life, success does not equate to money here. Let me be very clear. But being successful in many things in life requires you to go against what the common norm is or what everybody else does. And I want to preface this very heavily by saying I'm not here to judge you on how you live your 20s, but if I could start my 20s over again, this is what I would do. It's very important to understand that the first hurdle of life is really financial stability. The large majority of people don't even achieve the desired level of financial stability through their entire lifetime. Financial stability is the ability to live in comfort without worrying or stressing about finances. It doesn't mean that you make a million dollars a year, but you have a realistic income that allows you to maintain a high level of functionality. You know, it's like going to the Chipotle and getting the double guac and the chicken. It's the small things in life that financial stability will allow you to do without really thinking about these small purchases and really evaluating your budget every single second that you buy every single thing in your life. So if it's not a million, then what is the number? Well, it really varies depending on where you live. For most people in the United States, $70,000 as a household is more than enough. But in some areas, like I mean, if you're living in nice neighborhoods in LA, that's $70,000 a month just on rent. So it really depends what kind of life you want. People generally overestimate the amount of money they need to be happy, and they underestimate the amount of work and time it takes to get there. It's important for you to understand what kind of lifestyle you want to live, and then set the right goals and strategies in place so that you can achieve that lifestyle. And I'm not here to tell you what to invest in or how to allocate your money, because honestly, that's a whole different topic and conversation. But I am here to tell you that you must first overcome the hurdle of life that is financial stability if you want to live a peaceful life. And if I can give you any advice in your 20s, it's to throw your 20s away. Yes, literally throw your 20s away. I know what I said. Sacrifice your entire youth to creating a life of financial stability for yourself. And some of you might be saying, oh, so you think money is the most important thing in life? And the answer is no. But let me tell you what money can do for you. Money is something that we all need. Money can literally fulfill all your biological needs of food, water, warmth, shelter. Money can provide you with safety and security. Money can genuinely help you in your relationships and finding a partner, especially for men. I'm not even going to go into this, but taking a girl out on a date, courting a woman, it requires money. You 100% need to be financially stable in order to calmly pursue a relationship and attract a high-quality partner in your life. And yes, you need money to maintain relationships and friendships, activities, extracurriculars, presents for the holidays and events. All these things require money. Money can increase your self-esteem. It can literally allow you to try new things in life to improve yourself. A gym membership requires money. Dance lessons require money. Private mentoring, coaching, consulting, they require money. Books require money. Self-improvement requires money. Music requires money. You know, your money in life can increase your general productivity and access to the world with computers and the internet and cell phones. The internet bill costs money. Cell phones cost money. And traveling, one of the most important things in life that people don't really get to experience, requires money, especially if you're trying to travel in a way that you're completely free. A lot of people travel on a budget. And I have no hate towards this. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this because at least you're traveling. But if you could do it in a nicer way, get the nicer hotels, get the quicker flights, you know, get the Turo there instead of ordering the Ubers, you would do so. 
And when you're able to travel to a country and just have complete freedom on spending on whatever you want, not just swiping the card and not looking, but being able to explore and try things that you haven't tried before and not really being held back by the financial stability that you have, that is an experience that money cannot buy, but money does buy. And if you have a passion, a goal, a desire, a hobby that really fulfills you, this is most likely going to cost you a little bit of money. Think about it. If you want to own a horse, if you want to play piano, if you want to shoot guns, if you want to travel, if you want to cook food, if you want to learn a language, if you want to take private lessons for dance, whatever it might be, it's going to cost you a little bit of money. And let me not even get started on businesses here because in business, money is oxygen. You need money to start a business, to run a business, to sustain a business, and to grow a business. Money is required for pretty much everything in life. Look, I'm not saying that money is an end-all, be-all and that money can solve every single problem out there. But at the same time, money can put you on the path to solve that problem. Money can cure depression, but it can get you a therapist. Money can't save you from every single disease out there, but it can provide you treatment or afford you the resources in order to treat that condition in the best way possible. Money can't save your marriage sometimes, but couples counseling can do wonders. And the sheer ability to provide actually helps people maintain their marriages. Like financial compatibility is one of the leading causes of divorces today. People care about money whether we like to admit it or not. Anyone that says that money isn't important either has none or is in complete denial to the obvious. So okay, look, we get money's important. Now what about it? My point here is to sacrifice your 20s to create financial stability for yourself and for your future. The price that you have to pay in order to achieve the lifestyle that you want to live is the cheapest right now. Because guess what? You're never going to be younger than you are than in this very moment. Let that sink in for a second. Really think about that. You're the most youthful you'll ever be right now. That being said, your brain, your physicality, your general health processes are probably functioning at the highest level they will ever be at for the rest of your life. You're at the most optimal state that you'll ever be at. And you must realize this. And you must use it to create long-term growth for yourself. We often sacrifice our 20s to partying, to drinking, to lounging around, and wasting it on activities that don't grow us, only to realize when we get older that you know we should have done this or we should have done that. We regret it later. But right now, we don't think about it. Our prime years are when the most functional. And it's the best time to be able to input the change that you need in order to grow into the person that you really want to become. Don't wait until you're 30 and you're forced to change. Don't wait until you're 40 and there's a lot of pressure on you to change into the person that you need to be. But do it right now. It's going to cost you less and it's going to be a lot easier. I want you to understand that if you grind in your 20s and you save a good amount of money, then you can be done in life. You can really start to relax, and your body and your mind will thank you because as you get older, you cannot work as hard, and it takes you longer to understand certain concepts. Your 20s are where you can dominate in your workflow and really take on the additional hours because you don't need as much to function. People in their 20s don't usually have large financial commitments or serious responsibilities such as kids or they have to take care of their mother. It's, it's not like that. You're more so or more likely to be free, and in your 20s, you have more time that you can possibly have. As you get older in life, your responsibilities increase and you end up taking more risk every time you make a decision. And if you have kids, if you have other people that you're married to, you don't take risk just for yourself, but you take risk for everybody else. You take a combined risk and that's very dangerous to do. So you have to be very careful with the decisions you make when you get older. But right now when you're in your 20s, you can take risk and risk creates reward. And like I said before, just to rehash, your physical ability to work long hours decreases as you get older. Your kids, your family, everything that you have in life will restrict your ability to make drastic and aggressive movements to change your financial situation. Your ability to achieve a high level of financial stability decreases as you get older in most aspects. It can increase 
if you already have the platform built, the career set up, and the system where you can grow exponentially. But starting a business is much harder at 50 than starting a business at 21 with the same resources, knowledge, and talent. So what I'm about to break down, right, is basically just saying you have to kill everything that brings you dopamine and short-term pleasure when you're young. Some people refer to this as the billionaire mindset. Other people refer to it as nightmare mode. Your opinion can be whatever it is on this. So first and foremost, let's talk about relationships and dating. Okay, this is the big one. Yes, it's okay to date somebody during your 20s, but there are some serious rules, and yeah, they are difficult. Sex and intimacy are biological requirements for humans, and you must fulfill these needs in order to be your most productive self. Relationships and dating take time, energy, and resources, and a heavy degrees of mental commitment. So these things can draw you away from your path and mission. You know, So while you do need that level of sex and intimacy in order to fulfill the biological desires you have as a human, they can also draw you away from every single thing that you need to be doing in order to create the vision and the lifestyle that you want for yourself. My biggest thing is to find somebody that adds value into your life outside of just the sexual pleasure. Many relationships in their early 20s are actually pretty toxic, and they're based on the superficial desire to have somebody's validation or attention. They're not actually based on the core principles of bringing someone in who improves your life. Keeping it real, it's really hard to find somebody when you're young. Dating in your 20s is a trial and error process. And in that trial and error process, you're going to encounter pain and heartbreak. And when you encounter pain and heartbreak, you're going to be derailed and distracted from your mission, from your goals, from everything that you want to do in order to achieve that lifestyle that you want. And that is not good. That pain and heartbreak can be temporary. Sometimes it can create permanent trauma that really fucks you up. And you don't want that. The reality is the more you focus on yourself, the more likely you are to attract high-quality individuals in your life. No, your life partner is not going to break into your house, so you must put yourself out there. But once again, dating in your 20s is a nightmare, and very few people find that perfect person the first time they get into a relationship. This is not to tell you not to date, but I would highly advise you to decrease your emotional investment in your partner unless you have a solid vetting strategy where you find out that that person brings you long-term commitment and long-term value. People in their 20s think they have time when they really don't, and they will play games with you and not take you seriously and not really commit in relationships because of their youth. Dating someone should be viewed as a business transaction. You're effectively hiring someone to be your partner in the business of life. This person may look good, smell nice, and give you the physical comfort and release that you want, but what else do they bring to the table? You need a partner and a teammate that genuinely understands your schedule and is on the same mission that you are to allow you to have that growth and to obtain that lifestyle that you want for yourself. Dating in your 20s is different for men and women too. Women are born with value, and they must learn to preserve this value over life. Women are on a bit of a stricter schedule here because their marketplace value, while it starts off very, very, very high, it decreases as they get older. Men are statistically attracted to younger women that possess the characteristics of a long-term partner. Young women can get anything in the world. You know, An 18-year-old girl can get in a club, can get flown out can get taken out to dinner, can get a guy to buy her anything that she wants. You know, seriously, like if a woman is attractive and young, men will do anything to be in her presence. Youth is a very big factor that men factor into their process of selecting a partner. For men, it's a little bit different. It relies more on respect, success, and the general ability of the man to provide, protect, and secure. And a man's value generally increases as he gets older because he's creating his value. Men have to create their value while women are born with value in this world. And I just want to say this. A lot of women will disagree with me, and they'll say that women care just as much as guys do about looks. You're absolutely wrong. Men care more on average. Yes, there are some outliers, but men care a lot more about looks than women do. That's why you have 60-year-old men paying for women that are 18 years old just to go on a dinner date with them. 
That's why 18-year-old girls can get flown out and they can travel and they can get men to buy them things. That's why there's that whole thing with chivalry. That's why there's strip clubs. Strip clubs exist because men care a lot more about looks. That's why female models get paid more than their male counterparts. That's why pornographic actresses that are female get paid way more than their male counterparts because men care about looks more. And I'll tell you this. It's because women take a large biological hit when it comes to sex. When a woman has sex, right, biology doesn't understand contraception. So when you have sex, biology thinks you're getting pregnant. And biology cares about the ability of the man to provide during the pregnancy because a woman takes a large biological hit when she's pregnant. She's unable to do a lot of things. So she needs a partner to be able to protect her, to provide, and to secure her. On the flip side, men care about attractiveness because it's a general indicator of health. And men in biology want to increase their genetic pool. They want to spread their genetic seed. So when a man sees an attractive woman, he's instantly going to be able to reproduce in theory in this biological concept that's very primitive. That's why men can have a thousand babies in a year and a woman can only have one. We are wired differently and we care about things differently in different aspects for the relationship. Now that we have that understanding of men and women and the dating in their 20s, it's important to understand that we should never let a man or woman or a relationship divert us from our work and mission. And yes, it's okay to allocate a certain amount of time for leisure, for stress relief, for that release that you need as a human being, and you're going to get distracted in certain situations. But understand those distractions, the activities that you take part in, and the leisure time that you spend define who you are. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. So then we have these people on this other side where they're on this extreme where they say never engage in relationships. But that is also wrong too because if you do this, it's usually going to damage you because it takes away the biological fulfillment of sex, intimacy, and companionship, which human beings need for proper mental function, the development of emotional intelligence, and stress relief. The lack of relationships and intimate connections in an absolute fashion will decrease your productivity and most likely cause you to implode internally. Let's talk about drinking, partying, alcohol, and drugs. You probably already know what I'm going to say. Hard drugs and substances that have serious adverse health consequences should be absolutely cut out of your entire life. And let me tell you this right now. Alcohol is not good for you. Once again, alcohol is not good. It is incredibly normalized by society as a thing that we must do at events. But honestly, it's terrible for your health. There may be those initial feelings of relaxation, drowsiness, and that sense of euphoria or giddiness. But the short-term effects of alcohol are absolutely terrible. Changes in mood, lowered inhibitions, impulsive behavior, slow or slurred speech, nausea and vomiting, diarrhea, head pain, changes in hearing, vision, loss of coordination, trouble focusing, making bad decisions, memory loss, or gaps in memory. This is terrible for you. The sheer dehydration is horrible for your health, and the long-term effects are even worse. Long-term-wise, you got persistent changes in mood, including anxiety and irritability, insomnia and other sleep disorders, a weakened immune system, which means that you get sick more, which isn't good changes in libido and sexual function i mean come on that's the worst one changes in appetite and weight usually weight gain problems with memory and concentration difficulty focusing on tasks increased tension and conflict in romantic relationships due to the psychological dependency on alcohol i mean look you don't need to be a medical doctor to realize that alcohol is bad but there are certain industries i will say that require you to be a networker so here's where I play the devil's advocate here. Because if it wasn't for partying, if it wasn't for networking, if it wasn't for the occasional drink at the bar with the business associate, I would have never grown my businesses the way that I have grown them today. Humans rely on socialization to grow, and sometimes you must put yourself in a situation of an unproductive environment in order to temporarily extract a conversation, a business deal, or some level of growth and gain from an individual system or platform. 
when it comes to partying, just a party, it's absolutely useless. Partying is the most useless thing ever. But if you're socializing with intention, when your goal is to go out, it's not necessarily to have fun. It's to build your business and your network. The reality is you will have fun in that process while you build your career and network. It's a byproduct of genuine human connection. Trust me, it's okay at the same time to have a glass of wine with your girlfriend, but make sure it's controlled. You should not indulge in the pleasures of alcohol and other substances as they directly go against the idea of the billionaire nightmare mode where you chase short-term pleasure and fixate on dopamine. You should use alcohol and these other things such as partying and networking to create business deals, to grow your career, and to network with people that can offer you value. That exchange is something that is sometimes required in order to get to the next level. And it's not something I can define in black and white, but if you have been in situations where you're meeting someone influential, it's important for you to blend in and to mirror their behavior to allow them to like you and to give you a little bit of value. Let's talk about leisure like sports, TV, and events. Look, if you're not using these events and the information in them to grow your career, cut them out. And I think one of the biggest areas that people get sensitive in is sports. Look, I love sports. It's one of my favorite things to do. I had to cut it out because it's unproductive. And I know I sound crazy right now. And for all the people that are sports fans, like, oh, absolutely not. I cannot sacrifice watching my favorite football team on Sunday or my favorite basketball team on a Monday. Look, I know it sounds crazy. But a lot of you are watching professional athletes play on TV, and what you're doing is watching grown men work with the pizza and a beer nearby. And you're decreasing your health, and you're watching some of the most physically fit individuals work. Yes, these grown men are working. You're watching grown men work. And guess what? Most likely, they're making a lot more money than you. They're in better shape than you. And you're sitting there and critiquing them. Do you honestly think you've earned the right to sit down and watch grown men play a ball game? And look, I watch and keep up with sports because in my line of work, I do work hand-in-hand -hand with athletes. But understand that I don't even watch the games all like that, even though I work with these guys on a day-to-day -day basis. A lot of people watch a lot more sports than me, even though they never work with professional athletes on a day-to-day -day basis. So unless you're at a level where you've reached your full financial stability, you cannot really indulge heavily in these events. As far as TV, Netflix, and all these other shows go, they're pretty much out of the question, and very rarely are they actually going to help your career. Look. I know right about now or sometime earlier, I'm coming off as an asshole because I'm basically destroying everything that's enjoyable in your life. And I know it sucks, but you got to realize you can have all these things once you've reached your desired level of financial stability. Because if you don't sacrifice what you want right now, what you want will end up being the sacrifice. And everything that you give up, everything that you sacrifice right now and you delay that gratification for, you will receive more in quantity and quality in the future. If you give up eating that burger, you're going to have more health in the future. If you give up watching that TV show to work, then you're going to have more money saved, and maybe you'll be able to go to a game and get better seats. Look, in my life right now, I'm able to afford the nice things and get up close and personal to all the events and TV shows and all the nice things in life because I've given up the short-term pleasure and I've delayed gratification for everything that I've wanted. And I'm telling you that you can have it as well if you choose to go on this path where you prioritize your financial stability over everything else. All right, let's talk about physical fitness and health. Look. 100% you got to hit the gym on a consistent basis. Some of you love the gym, some of you hate it. But in virtually every scenario, increased physical health and functionality will not only improve your general function, your mood, your productivity, but it also increases your confidence and your ability to navigate the world socially. This is invaluable. Avoid eating out to maximize time, save money, and improve your overall health. Have your meals prepped and organized consistently. Look, Health is wealth, and you need to prioritize this if you want to prioritize your financial stability. You are the one vessel that you have in your life. You only have one physical you, so you got to take care of yourself in order to allow this vessel to create the financial stability that you need in the long term.
Look, once again, I know I'm Mr. Kill All the Joy in the World. The major point here is to avoid anything and everything that brings you an instant dopamine reaction or a short-term dopamine reaction and to delay gratification. Here are some additional things that I think you should focus on on maximizing your 20s. These are some tips I wish I knew earlier in my 20s. I call these the CC codes or the CEO cheat codes. Number one, multitasking. This one is the worst. Look, everyone thinks they can multitask, but the reality is you cannot multitask. You cannot do two things at once. The human brain simply cannot perform two tasks at once that require high-level brain function. Low-level functions like breathing aren't considered multitasking, okay? So what you're doing is you're giving temporary or partial focus to a single task while rapidly switching focus. So basically when you're multitasking, you're switching your focus between two different tasks. It doesn't work. You can't do two things at once. Number two is to remove distraction. Look, remove any and all distractions in your life. Distractions can be television, friends, coworkers, family, video games. Look, video games are an absolute waste of time, by the way, unless you're a gamer or in that industry. Women and other men that distract you, you've got to remove all distractions. Number three, batching tasks. If you prefer to ease your way out of multitasking, start batching your work. Group two to three similar tasks together and feel free to multitask those tasks and only those tasks. And what I mean by multitask is oscillate between them because your brain will get bored with doing one task and when you're oscillating between multiple tasks, it makes it less arduous and less difficult for you to do. Since there's a lower mental fee for multitasking similar tasks, you can preserve your energy a lot better. Number four, use timers and site blockers to control your efficiency. It's basically just keeping yourself on a schedule. Number five is to use a digital calendar and technology to coordinate your life, like Acuity, Google Calendar, Reminder apps. You know, these are really good. And in the modern day era, we have so much technology to help us become an efficient individual. Number six, turn off notifications on your phone that are not work-related or not goal-oriented. A lot of you are getting notifications that have nothing to do with your goals, your vision, your mindset, everything. You know, they're just random notifications. Get in the habit of checking your phone periodically than being a slave to your phone. Being responsive to your phone is not necessary. The notifications that you need to turn off are texts from friends, people that are not currently involved with any work, or any pleasure-based notifications such as sports scores, video game news, gossip, etc. You know, all this nonsense. Keep only work or goal-based notifications on your phone. You know, if you're interested in investing, stocks, you know, very important to keep these on your phone. Work updates, notifications that allow you to increase your financial freedom and growth. Once again, this is extreme, but it's important for you to implement these things if you want to reach financial stability at an early age. Number seven, write your goals down every day. I would study Jim Rohn because he talks about this extensively. Number eight, work in a location where you cannot be bothered. Literally, the best way to avoid distractions is to literally avoid them altogether and to change your environment. Place yourself in a constructive environment such as a library or a cafe that's conducive to good workflow in order to maximize your productivity. Number nine, Focus intently on small tasks, but keep the big picture in your mind when you're not focused. When you are working, you should focus on nothing else but the work and the task at hand. And over a period of time, these small tasks will help you reach the bigger goal. Outside of your workflow, you should constantly remind yourself of the goals and the larger goal to keep yourself focused on the major workflow task at hand. But when you're in the, you know, the state of working very intensely, focus on the task at hand and nothing else. Number 10, obsess on the progress that you're making. Grant Cardone talks about this a lot, about be obsessed or be average. Look, you've got to be obsessed. You've got to stay positive. You've got to look at how much closer you are to your goal than rather how far you are. And it's a complicated thing, but really having a positive mindset allows you to look at how close you are rather than how far you are. Because when you look how far you are, you create negative thoughts, which create negative emotions, which create negative actions, which create negative results. And when you have negative results, you think negatively because of your negative results. And it's an instantaneous feedback loop that never stops. 
Number 11 is to have a work routine and a consistent workflow. Working should be a disciplined habit of yours, and the easiest way to create habits is to have a routine set aside. Keep yourself on a schedule. Do not leave your productivity to when you feel like doing things, because if people did things when they felt like doing them, nothing would get done because nobody wants to do anything ever. That's the human nature. Number 12, stop trying to make everything perfect. You're not going to be perfect, but make sure that you have a standard that you stand by and accept nothing less than your standard. And also, don't take shortcuts when you're trying to achieve the standard because when you take shortcuts, you get cut short. Number 13, there is no failure in life, only lessons. Learn that failure is a crucial part of becoming successful. And when you accept and learn from your mistakes, it allows you to become better. So when you fail at something, you're actually becoming better at what you failed at. You're learning what you did wrong. And practice is nothing but controlled failure in an environment where you don't feel the negative consequence of being judged for your failure. So learn to practice things and understand that practice is nothing but failure. And failure itself is not a failure. It's a lesson for you to get better. Number 14, don't overload yourself with options. Look, people don't know what to get at the buffet. There's too many things to eat. They don't know what to pick. So it's important for you to try one thing at one time. In sales, we don't give our clients a million options, even though they do have a multitude of options. We give them three options that fit their scenario in the best way because when people have too many options, they get something called analysis paralysis where there's too many options that they can't pick. They don't know which one to do. Do one thing at a time. Stop putting your energy into multiple areas because if you put them in multiple areas, you're never going to succeed in either area. It's better to just focus on one thing and put all your energy and effort and stick to that one option. Number 15, say no more often. Say no to hanging out with friends. Say no to doing the things that you generally don't want to do because it hurts your success. Say no to watching a TV show. Say no to going out to eat with people that you don't really know. Learn to say no. Learn to tell them that you're busy. Learn to tell them honestly that, hey, I have to do these things first because I hold myself to the standard and I really have to do it. And yeah, you might sound like an arrogant asshole at times, but the reality is if they're not there to help you grow in your mission, then they're not really your friends and they're not really good for you. Number 16, stop waiting around. Stop procrastinating. Stop sitting around for the right moment. Just start doing it. That book you wanted to write, start. Even if it's for 10 to 15 minutes. That workout, start right now. Stop waiting for the perfect moment. I'm going to do it when I get this or I'm going to do it when I do that. No, just start right now because the hardest step to take in anything is the first step. But once you have a little bit of motion and momentum, you're going to be fine. You're going to glide. So just start doing it. Stop waiting around for the perfect moment. Really important to understand this for younger people. Look, we constantly compare ourselves to other people. Comparing ourselves to other people is a natural thing to do. In fact, it's an innate biological mechanism designed to help us evaluate our status on the sexual marketplace and the biological arena. However, in the modern day, this habit can be overdone and often is. People constantly compare themselves to everybody else, and they envy those who are more popular and more successful. It doesn't just stop at envy, but sometimes it feels like we're missing out. Understand that we psych ourselves out into believing that people have such amazing lives over us. FOMO is a real thing. And it's a real problem that kills our productivity. We constantly indulge in events and things because we feel like we're going to miss out. Many of us in today's generation have a compulsive desire to stay connected with people's lives online and a certain scene. You're addicted to social media and you're constantly updating yourself with gossip, music news, and end of useless information. Look, following the lives of others indirectly prevents you from being successful in your own life. The life that you should be more in tune with is yours. Forget everybody else that is not in your direct circle or does not influence your path to success. You know, FOMO is usually fake. When you're working on you, the only people that are missing out are the people that didn't believe in your mission and goals. 
Think about how much FOMO Elon Musk had, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs when they were building their companies. Yeah, everybody was partying, in relationships, doing whatever they wanted to do. And they were working. They were working very hard to create their companies. The people that create massive levels of success understand that success is a lonely road and not everyone will be there. And they were doing something that was very hard, but life is hard either way. It's hard being broke. It's hard being able to not afford things that you want to afford. It's also hard to build your own company. You got to choose which hard you want. It might be boring at times, but I promise you it'll pay off. Massive keys to success. Number one, take mentorship over money all day. Look, it's not even close. Take mentorship over everything and don't even think twice. Nothing is more important than a good mentor and guide in life. And a mentor is someone that is 10 times better in a certain area than you are. Look, school will sometimes, not always, give you the academic prerequisites that you need in order to obtain a certain career or job. But rarely it will teach you the hard lessons in life that you need to be successful. Mentors provide that knowledge. Mentors provide that leverage. They give you the power, the network, everything that you can build upon. Number two. They say that talent hits a target that nobody can hit, but genius hits a target that nobody can see. Stay true to your vision because nobody will understand it. Nobody will see it. Nobody will even give a shit about it. Success is a lonely road once again, and you will have to travel it alone. Number three, the harder you work, the more luck you will have. Luck is when it happens when preparation meets opportunity. And I'm going to talk about preparation here in a second, but you have to consistently put in the work and the luck will come. Number four, like I said, Preparation is very important. Preparation is literally 80% of success. The night before you're doing something, the week ahead of time, you have to prepare your week, your day ahead to make sure you're going to execute at a high level. Number five, passion follows the work. It does not come first. Human beings are interested and passionate about things that they're good at. This is because we receive a high level of positive reinforcement when we engage in the behavior. Your passion for something forms when you realize you become good at something. You become good at something by being consistent and practicing it. You form consistency from discipline. So in the end, understand that passion actually comes from discipline. You will enjoy the things that you do the more disciplined you are in doing them. Discipline is the highest form of self-love, and it actually makes your life so much easier in the long run. Number six, don't focus on the money. It will come when you apply yourself diligently. Money is the byproduct of being a high-value individual. It comes naturally over time as you piece together your identity and your skill set. Money is a byproduct of success. So as long as you're focusing on the path to success, the money will actually come in naturally. And I know it sounds kind of corny, but you have to really trust the process and not rush the process. Look, I know this is a lot. I know I'm coming off an asshole. I know I'm telling you to destroy everything that's enjoyable in your life. Look, I get it. Throwing away your 20s seems really difficult. And it seems like a lot, but the reality is your 20s are only a small portion of your life. It's a small price to pay for a lifetime of success and growth. And guess what? You won't regret it when you do it. Your 30s are basically your 20s with just more money and more experience. Don't wait till you get older to work so hard because you really won't be able to at a high degree. If you're able to start investing and setting up your retirement when you're in your 20s, you will literally be set for life. Tax-deferred retirement policies like index universal life insurance policies can create high levels of asset protection, build long-term wealth, and create tax-advantaged cash value and retirement options for you. Creating a healthy income, putting it towards a policy, and using the power of compound interest as a vehicle of growth is a winning formula for life. And as a full-time insurance agency owner and director of a financial services company, I work with many young and talented individuals to structure their retirement, and the biggest thing that they need is to have a little bit of financial freedom to catapult and propel themselves to a level of financial stability in their future that nobody can touch. 
Many of my clients are celebrities and pro athletes that are very young and are flooded with the social pressure to engage in negative activities. But guess what? They have individuals like me and a strong team behind them to advise them to allocate their money to grow rather than to spend. The person that they're paying is themselves in the future first over everything else. Look, understand that 78% of NFL players and 60% of NBA players go bankrupt within the first two years of retirement. Wonder why? It's because they're indulged in all these bad habits. People live it up in their youth to such a high degree, and then they fall apart when they get older. Don't make this mistake. Look, you can have that life that you want and that future that you dream of, and you will literally be the most thankful person ever when you achieve it. Don't be selfish and live in the moment, but act accordingly right now for the future to protect it until you are financially stable to a degree where your direct actions cannot cause drastic harm to your financial situation. The real struggle in life is not being able to keep the lights on, not being able to keep the heat on, having a family that you can't provide for, saying no to a child when you can't afford something, and burdening others financially because you cannot take care of yourself. Look, when you have no money, most people won't be there for you. And this is especially the case for men. Look, the support system that you think you have isn't always the one that is able to provide in the way that you think. I remember being younger and having a bit of bad luck in my living situation. I became homeless in my early 20s, and that situation changed everything about me. I promised myself I would never be in that situation ever again. Sleeping in my car, showering at the gym, asking my friends for rides and support is not the way that I wanted to live, and it's not the way that you want to live. Thankfully, in those times, I had two good friends who helped me keep everything together, and I was able to find a job to help me get back on my feet. But this was out of pure luck, and sometimes we're not that lucky. I learned it the hard way, and I never want anyone to go through what I went through because it was terrible. I tell you these things because I love each and every one of you, and I really want what's best for you. You might think I'm being hard here, but I'm trying to do the things that set you up for the right future. If you create a powerful foundation for yourself, you're going to move through life with ease. You're going to be able to open up all the things in life. You're going to have freedoms and possibilities of doing everything and anything around the world. Having that little bit of monetary juice will allow you to feel your dreams, your hobbies, and a lifestyle that will allow you to do anything you want. And it's going to bless you in ways that you can't imagine. Sacrificing your 20s isn't really a sacrifice. It's really just prioritizing your growth and being in a position where you never have to sacrifice anything in the future. You can pay now and play later or you can play now and pay later. The choice is yours. From the bottom of our hearts here at ThoughtCast, we wish you love, peace, happiness, wealth, and increased growth in any and all areas of your life. If you made it this far, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening and supporting our podcast. And if you found any value or benefited from this in any way, please share this with a friend, family member, coworker, or stranger. Our message here is free to you. And once again, we love you guys. Appreciate you so much.